0: in a bleak and distant future there are only two men that stand between you and the truth no oh, wait they're not between you and the truth they're guiding you to the truth
1: they could be the truth
0: they are the truth
1: and they are blurry
0: photos what <laughs> <laughs> now <laughs> 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 clips of action
1: <laughs> have you seen this boy
0: <laughs> there is no time I always feel like that's what our theme music sounds like anyway. We're always diving <laughs> over the hood of 70s muscle cars. Yep. <laughs> pursuing Bigfoot through the streets of San Francisco. <laughs> Mine's a Trans Am. <laughs> I've got aviators and just a mustache. Yeah. I've got a sweet shoulder holster <laughs> and tight jeans with a great big eagle belt buckle. <laughs>
1: I'm always wearing a cowboy hat, but it's never the same
0: one. That's right. <laughs> I'm Detective David Stecco. And I'm Private Dick David Flora. <laughs> We've got a few questions for you. <laughs> Sit down and shut up. This is Blurry Photos.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Wow. <laughs> yep, yeah. yeah, that... Mm. One, another brilliant yep. launch. <laughs> Here we go. We're
1: in the stratosphere now. Um, welcome back. If you uh, have listened to part one of the mega pocalyps Apocalypse. a Apocal a pod
0: yeah. podcast the culpo gobble gobble the gobble gobble lips. <laughs> uh if you are Would just you to it? just first time joining us, this is the second half of our, our smash bang whiz bang send up understanding of the end of days. Yep, from uh, what
1: could happen to end the world mm-hmm. to the eschatology of religions to what we are going to discuss in this episode. Yep,
0: we save the big fish for last. We are going to tonight, or today, or tomorrow morning, whenever you're listening to this, <laughs> be discussing not only the uh, the Book of Revelations and the Christian take on the end of days and apocalypse. But also the Mayans, the kings of apocalypse, the lords of twilight. El rey de apocalipto. Es I love Sabado Gigante. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're talking about the Mayans, and these guys own like there are ad agencies that wish that they had the market share of ownership that the Mayans do of the end of days. Mayans. Right. Own the end of days; it is theirs. And oddly enough, this ownership of
1: of the old apocalypse and twenty twelve mm-hmm. a, a fairly recent phenomenon.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, are you saying that there is anything to a religious system that has been somehow concocted or doctored to fit into our our, our, our lives now? Are you saying that someone may have? You mean like for for prophets' sake? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Yeah. Oh man! I mean, and it's okay for us to blow the lid off this now because John Cusack got all the money he's going to get out of his 2012 movie. It's over. It's done. Yeah, so we're not hurting him at all because I I know that our listenership is very sensitive to the needs of John Cusack. That's right. So don't you worry about John. He's just fine.
1: Man, let's dive into the old Christian
0: eschatology here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you uh, in, in, to to dive into Christian eschatology, you got to go to the rock star of the Bible. The cool kid at the back of the bus. You don't understand him. <laughs> Nothing he says makes sense. And that's your fault. Ladies and gentlemen, Revelation! Woo! Fun fact, never put an S on the end of it. Makes right. it sound like you haven't read it. That's that's true. Also, uh, Revelation
1: is just trying to be like his idol, Daniel. Right, exactly. Sorry, guys. But uh, the books of Daniel and Revelation are apocryphal literature at its best. Mm-hmm. Uh Revelation was written by John of Patmos, small island in Greece, and it's about a vision that he had about the end of days. It's chock full of
0: symbolism and imagery. Mm-hmm. And and not just not just for poetic sake. Uh keep in mind that this was written uh, Revelation was written towards the end of the first century. Yeah, about ninety five common era. Yep, yeah, the um, uneasy truce that Christianity had with the Roman Empire was mm. at an end, and it, they had already started the uh, the roundups, the burnings, the beatings, the, the general harassment, feedings. Yeah, this had already started. So um when these letters were written and disseminated they used um not not in the essence of say Matthew which uses a lots uh, a lot of allegories and metaphors mm-hmm. they were actual like code words so that they wouldn't if they were caught with these things be sliced with a gladius yep um so uh things like they would often refer to the Ro- Rome or the Roman Empire as Babylon that was a code word that they used mm-hmm. um and so these were heavily encoded so as to protect the people carrying them to their destinations from uh, uh, Roman patrols. The problem with this is that this encoding, this this word substitution, leads to a lot of inaccuracy. And to this day, there is still a huge amount of debate right. on the book of Revelation and, as to how it works. And you know? uh, literal translation mm-hmm. of stuff. Some, some people think
1: that a beast with seven heads will come out of the sea, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, it uh, the book of Revelation itself derives heavily from twenty four of the canonized books of the Hebrew Bible. Uh, we already mentioned Daniel. That's that's the big one. That's yeah. But there's a there's a ton of other books that it, it draws pretty much direct uh, imagery from. Uh, it's concerned with the return of uh, Jesus. Yep. A great tribulation or Armageddon, Mm -hmm. the end of the world, resurrection, rapture, and judgment, among uh, uh, many other things. Yeah.
0: Now, um, one thing right off the bat, the term Armageddon. Hmm. This is where this comes from. Megiddo is uh, listed in... Armageddon translates literally to the mountain of Megiddo. Right. Now, Megiddo is not a mountain. Um, As a matter of fact, it's not even a hill. It is a, a kind of a neat archaeological thing. Call it uh, a tell. Tell. Yeah, I almost said test. It's a, a tell, and what that is is a, a prominence, a hill that is built up over time when people consistently inhabit the same area. They build a building, it gets knocked down, they build on top of that, and this happens over hundreds of years until you literally have a hill, a, a, a little a, mound. Yeah, yeah, a little a protrusion a upon which. Tepe. Yeah, a little Göbekli Tepe uh and so but it it has a very sp- a powerful strategic location that it was located on a on a trade route mm-hmm. and there were um several battles over history uh that uh, that occurred there and uh and this is where it's it's so uh Armageddon isn't a thing but a location right it is the place where this is where where it's all supposed to go down
1: right uh where the ar- armies gather they face off how many times is it uh, mentioned in the old book of Revelation? There, oh man, up?
0: so many once. Yep, just one just time. The, just the one time.
1: Yeah, it's uh, mentioned in uh, uh, Revelation sixteen, sixteen, mm-hmm. and uh, originally it was Har Megido. Yes, Har, which Har, as we said, it means mount or mm-hmm. mound. What uh, what are some what's some of the other imagery that we find in here? We get a, a ton of stuff. Yeah, ranging uh, from the mundane to the fantastical to the terrifying. I'm not going to go through everything uh, because you're better than that. But we start out with a uh, dude on a throne. Yep. Pretty prominent dude. <laughs> but he's uh, surrounded by 24 elders.
0: Mm-hmm. Four
1: creatures of uh, varying make and model.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then uh, going on, we get four horsemen. We get a star called Wormwood. We get a beast of the sea that has seven heads and ten horns. Uh, We get a seven-headed dragon. We get a beast of the earth. We get a whore of Babylon. The number 666. And uh, seven seals, seven trumpets, seven bowls. How many was going to say knives?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, what do you want?
1: Uh, it's like somebody uh, ate a birthday cake uh, and then threw up into a pile of confetti.
0: Yeah, yeah. That that is everything and nothing and everything again, um, and that's what makes this such a vexing book of the Bible because this is why you have people claiming to know how things are going to end and when they're going to end over and over because they pick and choose what they like. You know, you can disregard. That. Oh well, the beast of the sea is the real beast. The beast of the earth is actually. <laughs> um, you know, and you have, I've I listened to so many videos. I say listened because it's usually just a guy sitting at a lectern, so I don't watch them. But sure. these guys, you know, and to, to hear them uh, explain to you the importance of the book of Revelation. I see. Uh, now, I'm going to tell you exactly what is in this book because you need to know this. Because World War III is just about to begin. And without the knowledge of the book of Revelation, you will not see it to the other side. Join us now, brothers and sisters. Exactly. Put on
1: your shoes for walking. (laughs) Put on your robes for blessing.
0: (laughs) And your ears for listening. And remove your thinking caps. (laughs) Send us money to be saved. It it is. And it's so hack. I can't tell you how many different... I mean, literally every one of these creatures is Obama. I can tell you that from from numerous YouTube that's, videos. That's what YouTube tells me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, all, everything and nothing. It's all Obama. One of them's Obama. Two of the seven heads are Obamas' heads that fight with each other. I. It's just. It's just. It's so dense with well with with figural imagery that I almost am like, you know what? Let's go literalist. Yeah. Yeah. I want, it's more I, fun. It's like, like it comes out of like like. Ghidorah, which is the multi headed uh, nemesis of Godzilla. Oh. <laughs> but it is. I mean, this is like the. This is every Godzilla movie. Yeah. There's just a beast that flies out of every conceivable. Earth and Godzilla is fire. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Go, Jesus.
1: <laughs> Go, Jesus. <laughs>
0: Oh, this is not respectful, but it's still funny. P.S. That's the new tagline for our podcast. Not respectful, still funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's uh, well, let's go through some of the
1: the big players. Yeah. Uh, in this thing, um, four horsemen. Yeah. I believe there's a misconception, a popular one, popular one. Um, if not in Christianity on the whole, uh, just for me. Um, in popular culture if, yeah if not in popular culture uh then then just for me, the first horse of the four horsemen now the horse the horsemen come out uh, as the uh, seven uh, seals are broken mm-hmm. um, by by the angel of, of the scroll there are seven seals on the scroll the first uh, uh, s- uh well the first horseman comes when the what second seal is broken yes, the first horseman is conquest. He is riding a white horse. White... Oh, I hope you still have your notes from last uh, episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's riding a a white horse. The rider uh, is holding a bow. And he's given a crown. And goes out to conquer the lands and be adored as a conqueror. Mm. Interesting.
0: Sounds like the kind of person you'd root for at the beginning. Mm.
1: The next seal to be broken ushers forth War... Who is riding a fiery red horse and the rider has a large sword with which to cleave his enemies.
0: Now, I got to be honest, I would probably have a hard time telling the difference with it, were it not for their colored horses. You know, the color, the, the, the theme of colored horses. Right, right. The difference between conquest and war.
1: I, I absolutely agree. And uh, that ticks me off. Because for a long time I, I've thought of the classic four horsemen mm-hmm. as being war, famine, pestilence, and death. Yeah, conquest was never in there because isn't conquest what happens with war? Right. Hmm. Anyway, um, but this is uh, this is coming straight from uh, the word here. Yeah,
0: the good news. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: the third one, the third horseman, generally referred to as famine. Mm -hmm. Uh, now this rider is on a black horse and he's holding scales, uh, scales with which to weigh things. Now they're thinking that this one is famine because it goes on to say that a day's pay will only get you enough food to feed your family for like that, that night or that day. So they're thinking that the scales weigh out the the grain or the barley uh, versus the the pay that you receive. So it's basically like you know inflation at its worst, <laughs> which I believe this happened in uh, uh, the Soviet Union. Yeah. So that's why they think he's uh, he's famine. I I don't know. I that that's that's interesting. Uh, the. Yeah, the interpretations. The yeah, I can see. I can see where they're going with that. I, I, yeah. I'm fine with that. But uh, you would think famine would be like I saw a gaunt rider.
0: Yeah, riding forth with all-consuming hunger. Well, <laughs> yeah, but you, you know, but that's the thing. You know, it's it's just like war and conquest. If you call famine gaunt, then you don't leave death anywhere to go. Oh, then then we have the fourth horseman who is actually named,
1: and he is named to Death, and he is riding on a. Pale horse—that's the common um, interpretation. Although mm-hmm. the word for it has uh, Greek roots, which mean pallid or uh, a greenish color. Mm-hmm. And he is followed by Hades. I mean, which makes sense, you know, since they're translating it from the Greek. Right. But uh, but uh, yeah,
0: that's that's pretty. That's, that's the four horsemen there. And you know, and another interesting, more of the the pop cultural uh, aspect of the four horsemen. Is that people think that the pale horse is death? Hmm. I've I've heard that referenced in a number of places. People simply say, "Oh well, here, that's the pale horse." Like people, people really latch onto the horse. Yeah, and you know what I, you know why I think that is, honestly, tombstone. <laughs> he didn't say a sick horse, you ignorant son of a b-. It's Latin. He's quoting the Bible. <laughs> it's a pale horse. That's. Johnny Rico. Not Johnny Rico. No, that, that's
1: a great... Uh, Johnny Ringo. You you ain't no... You ain't no Daisy. Da, you ain't no Daisy at all. I'm going to watch that tonight because that's a f***ing great movie. Why? The, Johnny Ringo. <laughs> yeah. You look as if someone just passed over your grave.
0: Yeah. That movie was so awesome. And I think that that movie taught the most people about the book of Revelation. <laughs> just from that one scene where they yeah. shoot up that Mexican wedding. Yeah, exactly. Omri <laughs> Huckleberry. Yeah, see, that's the parts, and that's personally, that's where I think that came from.
1: Uh, that's great. Uh, four Horsemen. I don't know why these guys out of out of the whole book um, have enjoyed such success in the modern world. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and pop what? culture. They're right.
1: I mean they're they're all over the place. You know, you say the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. People people pretty much know what you're talking about. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely and it's i think you know they're just they're the, the the cool guys they're the sexy ones i guess i don't I guess, know they're the yeah. ones that just stick in in people's minds why is it do you think that and is
1: it just me but why is it that you think that war famine pestilence and death have come out of out of this instead of conquest being in there have
0: have you experienced that or is that just me is that no no that? and actually i had not heard conquest I think that we, hit the, that we hit it on the head when we started talking about it, is that the distinction between the two is not very strong. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's easier to say, you know, a war, you know, because Conquest, you know, like it, if you, you know, gun to everyone's head, people are going to say, yeah, Conquest is a pretty bad one. Mm-hmm. But you got to put the gun to their head to get them to say it. Because it was like, I don't know, what side of the Conquest are you on? <laughs> yeah. But you know, you know, no one feels like there's a winner in a war. You know, Conquest, yeah, that's a tough one. That's a weird distinction, I think.
1: Where do you think the Pestilence uh, Horseman came from, then?
0: Well, I mean, keep in mind, this is is not even 100, the year 100. Mm -hmm. If there's one thing people have seen and are accustomed to seeing, it's an army ride to war. And you consider the aftermath of a battlefield. um, You start with war, and then... You, you move on to pestilence. The the bodies are left on the field, untended, some of them half alive. Yeah. Um, and they just are left to rot. I mean, in Which some leads. cases, some of these wars, I mean, literally, they a field turned to mud just with blood. Yeah. You know, thousands of bodies. Uh, you get disease from that. You get, you know... Uh, also, these armies, as they move through an area, they eat everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they they pillage they take all the the grain that they can, or if the the army that 's losing burns the grain so yeah. that they can't have it And salts the earth yeah there is there's huge there's there's hunger, and where there's hunger, then you will find death you know and I, that that is almost the the four horsemen are just a a brief four act play for what all of these people have seen and gone through ah. numerous times in their lives. Is hmm. my my interpretation of that? Because if there's one thing that I'm here for, it's to interpret the Bible for everyone.
1: I may not. Let's let's talk about the star called Wormwood. Yeah, that's a weird one, huh? That is a very weird. The actual scripture says a great star fell from heaven, blazing like a torch, and its name was Wormwood. This one's not one that, that's talked about a lot, but I feel no. like it's got some pretty big significance. It, uh, it goes on to say that it makes the rivers uh, and waters bitter and taste like wormwood. Mm-hmm. I've also seen that some uh, translations of the word star could also be the same uh, as angel or, or messenger. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those things. So it could be that an angel came. I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it, it
0: could also just be one of those those cryptic substitutions. Right. And, and, and again, that, now that is, that's wide open. That is, that is insert whatever you want. You like you like the meteor theories? Go for it. You yep. like the nuclear fallouts? Go for it. Right. Uh, a biological weapon? Uh, a chemical weapon? A mm-hmm. chemical weapon. Yeah. I mean, whatever whatever you like, plug that in there.
1: Yeah. It could be uh, a popular uh, or infamous person that falls from grace. Ooh, there that, you go. That makes things, you know, yeah, I, 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 yeah it could, could be. I don't rare. even like
0: this water anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well somebody that uh, was a spokesman for the water i mean you know yeah. who knows this is this is not the only uh, there, there there's a lot of talk of stars falling from the heavens there's even the the old classic great mountain fell into the from from the heavens into the uh, water into mm-hmm. the ocean or whatever and yeah exactly that was that's pretty cataclysmic and and people are you know a lot of people are riding the the asteroid train on this one.
0: Oh, yeah, and, and that that sounds. I mean, I don't know what else that would be if you were gonna if right. you had to explain that in a direct rationalized terms. Asteroid mountain, makes yeah that that, that fills the sense. bill yeah. quite nicely.
1: How about we talk about six six six, the sign of the beast? Yeah, let's do some Aleister Crowley proud here. Yeah, um, the the mark of the beast, sometimes translated as six hundred sixteen. Oh, really? Interestingly enough. Oh,
0: and I like that because that saves you 50. (laughs) Yep. We pass Uh, that savings directly on to you.
1: Now, a lot of people have have come to uh, the camp of thinking that this was another uh, code Mm -hmm. that they had because Greek and Hebrew letters have numerical equivalents. And apparently 666 is the sum of the name Nero Caesar, who was emperor of Rome at the time. The six hundred sixteen comes from uh, Neron Caesar. I think that was the Hebrew spelling of it, N E R O N, and something about that leads you to six sixteen. It, it's all tied, tied yeah. in there, but to me, it makes a ton of sense.
0: Right? Yeah. Well, that's a that's a good site. You know, you no. That's the, that's the, they're they're literally saying to you, right? This number is the sign of the beast. And we can't say the beast, so we're going to say the beast.
1: Right. the The person who is responsible for killing right. Christians right and left. Yeah. So it's a little petty of them to call him the beast. And just, but uh, even today, people are
0: um, scared to death of the number six six six. Oh, absolutely. For example, there was just a um, story in the news last week where a uh, a girl. There was a a high school that was become as part of their security procedures. Every kid. Had a barcoded uh, a lanyard things. ID, yeah, and she refused to wear it, and sure. they wanted to expel her from the school because she believes, as many people do, that barcodes are mark
1: this of mark, the mark of the
0: beast. Mm-hmm. That, that that in the future people will be barcoded, and that that is the mark of the beast. And so, for, on religious grounds, she refused to wear it. So, that, yeah, that that is a belief that is still still showing up in society today. That is a thing that we are not done with.
1: I bought a a sandwich or something. that came to six dollars and sixty six cents, and the person's like, "Just give me six dollars." Or, yeah, and, you know, I I don't
0: want anything to do with the rest of this. I we've had the same thing happen with that paddle number. Yeah, or they if their total comes to that, they'll want it rounded up or down. Mm-hmm. And they don't. And that that is the funny thing is it's not just happened once or twice, but they never care. They're like, "You want an extra dollar? Take it, yeah. or keep a dollar."
1: Now the the image of the seven-headed beast has been interpreted by some that has been debunked by science <laughs> it's an octopus a shark shark that has has been uh cited as being rome itself because it's a city built on seven hills mm-hmm. right and and th- there are different interpretations of of like oh if this is rome you know here's here's why blah blah, blah. and it, that to me that that makes some sense too. Sure, whatever.
0: Well, you know that's the that's the curse and blessing, if you could say that, of the Book of Revelation is that it allows the opportunity for very logical or, or you know logical and rationalized uh, interpretation mm-hmm. in a historical context and what they were trying to accomplish and who was working against them. And on the other hand, no. This is really gonna. St- God said this is going to happen, right? And that's that's a hard thing. That's a hard thing to balance. But yeah, I I personally, my my two senses that yeah, this is without making it sound too cloak and daggery, but these are coded messages yeah. that were very critical of the government that was actively repressing and assaulting them,
1: right? And um, this uh, this leads us into there there are, are different camps for the interpretations. Uh, One of which is a a historicist view. historicist sees it in a broad view uh, of history. Another is called a praetorist, uh, which refers to events around the first century.
0: Romanocentric, those terrorists!
1: (laughs) Yeah, it refers to the events that actually did happen, you know, around the fall of the Roman Empire there. Then there are the futurists, who think these are future events that have yet to happen. And the idealists... That think it's an allegory that mm-hmm. that it never happened, uh it won't happen. It's just a story of the spiritual path that yeah. people take. Do you fit into one of these neatly?
0: Not really. I mean, I I would say somewhere between the historist and the uh Praetorist. Praetorist, yeah. I would say somewhere in that area. I don't I don't feel like the Bible delves into such not, fanciful is not the right word, but such vividly crazy balls right i mean it the bible doesn't i mean the, uses plenty of metaphor and allegory and you know there, there's plenty of those the, those times in the bible where that is used but this just cranks it all the way up yeah you know the 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 imagery that is used is so sensationalist almost it's mm-hmm. uh that i am i'm i'm far more personally inclined to believe that these are these are coded messages that these are these are direct references to things that were happening at the time, and they were
1: coded so that the people writing them wouldn't get killed if caught.
0: Exactly, yeah. and I and I feel like the the message. I think the the messages in the Book of Revelation are meant for the people at that time. Right. I sure. mean, the, the book starts off and with the Book di- of Daniel like yeah. this too. Yeah. The book The book starts off with a direct message to the recipients. Mm-hmm. Hey, to the church here. This is what uh, this is what I want you to know. To the church here. I mean, this was this was directed to people. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that it was a prophecy for the ages. Yeah. yeah. But you know, what does that mean? What is that worth to anyone?
1: <laughs> I have to agree. I, th- I think I fit in between that historicist praetorist view too. Just uh, it just makes sense. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I it just yeah, I, I agree.
1: It's But then, you know, for some people a mountain falling out of the sky into the ocean and uh, a seven-headed dragon makes sense to them. So, right. Good so, let them you. have it. So that's uh Christian, Christian. Eschatology.
0: eschatology. We should just have an eschatology sound. Cuz you know it's going to come back again. You know we're going to have to discuss that more
1: on the back of uh Christian eschatology. There, let's talk about some apocalypticism in history. Okay. Uh William the Conqueror, Big Bill, had a doomsday book uh, that was
0: getting <laughs> on the cover,
1: denim bound. <laughs> yeah, that w- uh, it was just a census of uh, the people and lands that he conquered, and uh, people thought that this was the uh, the the book that their name would be written in and when he was done doing the census that uh the end of uh, end of time would come really weird huh that is interesting isaac newton deciphered uh codes in the bible mm-hmm. or what he thought were bible codes and said that the end would be in the year 2060
0: <laughs> right i i don't mean to laugh at isaac newton he did invent calculus <laughs> but Okay. Hey, within our lifetimes. Sure. Sure, if if the cancer don't get us. Here's a big name. William
1: Miller was an army captain turned Baptist preacher in 1815. He calculated that Jesus would return uh, to usher in the the end times in the book of Revelation in the year 1843. Um, Which worked
0: out. It happened. I don't know why we're still talking about it. Yeah, we're living in the golden age right now. Yeah, this is the millennium.
1: It led to what's called the Great Disappointment. But Which also We do
0: it, still live it.
1: It also uh was the beginning of the Seventh day Adventists and Millerites who make a wonderful beer. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I might myself I might be a Millerite myself. <laughs> <laughs> then we get uh our friend Harold Camping, who is a, a Christian radio host, still alive, uh predicted that the rapture and judgment day would occur on may 21st 2011 with the end of the world happening in october oop the poop. yeah whoops a double daisy with him i remember uh, a lot of this stuff going oh, yeah. on last year absolutely people and getting crazy over the rapture
0: you know what you do know you know what irritates me about these things that everyone who gets involved is an idiot <laughs> that's my opinion you've got this crazy old man on one hand who swears up and down this is when the end of the world's coming yeah and then and that's his belief and there's people who listen to him who believe that that's fine whatever then there's like everyone else who weighs in on it and they're so smug they just yeah. oh of course yeah and they, they love to mock him yeah everyone loves to mock these people sure because makes yeah, them feel they, better about themselves right But they're just as dumb. I mean, you know, like like that. That's like mocking a four year old while they watch Sesame Street and just walking and say, "Oh, hey, you stupid, deluded bastard!" You know, they're just puppets, right? (laughs) And then you walk out of the living room, going, "God, damn, that kid is so stupid, dumb four year old." It's okay. I told him how dumb he was. Right. Like, there's no, there's no point to that. You know? Like, yeah. he's got his beliefs and, and it's... It didn't work out. I,
1: I'm <laughs> sure that he's... I mean, he tried to revise the, right. the time, but people by that
0: time had already sold their life savings and... Right. You do damage out, have, with that. I, yeah. yeah. It, it, is, it is not harmless. But you, you make yourself look like a jackass when you mock those
1: people also. Yeah. Like, and, uh, and I'm sure that the consequences that he will face will be just, just fine. Right. Anyway, so that's Harold Camping. There's the whole UFO religion cults, like the uh, the Hillbop Comet. The yes,
0: ap, uh, suicide
1: cults. Yeah, the suicide cults, things like that. Uh, what's his name? Apple Apple White or yeah, uh, those are the the, the, the were the Nikes and
0: yeah. What were they called? Heaven's Dawn? Gate. Heaven's Gate golden dawn
1: yeah yeah the you you get uh people that think well this this comet or this this thing is is you know coming back or here's this one date where you know we're we're going to ascend into heaven while
0: these other fools stay alive and then from there you descend into the faux scientific the scientific uh astrologists who uh, comport themselves like astronomers Mm. We say, oh no, it's because of this alignment of planets. It's going, uh, what's what's some science words? There'll be a gravitational flux that will change the field harmony, and that's why the universe will crack like an egg. Like like it's that 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 really despicable astrologer who wants to sound like an astronomer. Yeah, yeah, and and will do that because even the astrologer knows that nobody's buying what they're selling. <laughs>
1: We can't forget about the year 1000 or the year 2000, one of which happened in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was definitely some uh, uh, thought that the world was going to come to an end in Y2K. Right. According to, to records, there was plenty of belief in the year 1K. Yeah. y 1K? That, uh, uh, that the world, that was, you know... Turn of the millennium was gonna. None of their scrolls had code yeah. to
0: adapt to the use of a four-digit number system. Right. <laughs> we can't erase anything, and uh, and that came and went. Yeah, you know, and that's again, that's that's mankind's hubris to think. Well, the uh, the completely random and the subjective numbering we use has to line up in a number that we consider interesting easy to deal with or significant and then that's when things have to happen right yep i can tell you right now that there is going to be some serious shit that goes down on a day that makes no numerical sense whatsoever and you'll create it after the fact <laughs> that's what we do but yeah. things of a huge importance will always happen on a day of next to no significance yep
1: so uh how about uh, how about we journey down to south america
0: Ay ay, 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 I want to take a vacation to Mexico where my Mayan friends have so much to teach me. Uh, let's, let's jump over to the, uh,
1: Yucatan Peninsula. mm mm-hmm. the- Talk about some Mayan, Mayan prophecy.
0: Thunder sound. Double thunder sound? That was amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't think we, I mean, but you know what? This is the Mayans. These are the guys who wrote the book <laughs> in stone. And then lost it, and so we had to invent the book later. <laughs> and then sell our own books. Right. In order to sell more books and movies based on those books. There's oh. a uh, spoiler alert on the whole Mayan 2012 prophecy. Not going to turn out as alarming as you hope.
1: <laughs> huh? Mayan prophecy. It's a doomsday prediction. Yep. Proposing that cataclysmic events will occur on December 21st, 2012. It's based on the Mesoamerican long count calendar, which completes one great cycle on that date. And in turn, one age will end Mm -hmm. as another begins. Yeah,
0: the long cycle calendar. Um, Not insignificant to the Mayans. Pretty big deal to them. It is a huge deal to them as you are starting a whole new age in Mayan town. Yep. What is important to point out here is that even the Mayans planned on going on. <laughs> this was not the end of everything party. It was just a really big party. Yeah. Uh, and their hangovers. Maybe they wish it was the end of the world. Am I right? <laughs> am I right? Who was a Chesterfield? Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, roughly 394 years make a bok tune. And thirteen baktuns make one great cycle, which adds up to about five thousand one hundred twenty-five years. Uh, the completion of such would have been uh, very important to the Maya. If, yeah, that's if, a
0: that's a milestone. That's a big deal. Yeah. You celebrate a hundred episodes of The Simpsons. Come on, two hundred too. I was around for both.
1: Ooh. Now the calendar stones and uh, and some columns that had had these uh, calendar dates on them were discovered as early as 1929 in the Yucatan Peninsula. And using these, along with the Dresden Codex, which is one of four surviving Mayan documents um, that survived the um, Inquisition, Mm -hmm. the beginning of the current great cycle was supposedly on August 13th, 3104 BCE. And so that's how they get the completion
0: of that on December 21st. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, this is exactly the way the world turns out, that it is significant. It's a huge deal. This is better than a millennium. This is a huge, the the, the turn of the epic. Yeah. Yeah. For the the Mayans. This was a gigantic party for them. This was a a, a huge religious, significant thing for them. Not a one of them say that it was the end of the world. That's true. At no point did anyone say, we're not going to be here tomorrow. Nope. Uh, although there there is some
1: eschatology in in Mayan culture that says uh, the the god Kukulkan would return to usher in peace and harmony, and there might you know there there's obviously more to it than than just you know oh Kukulkan's back yay like you said not end of the world just end of the end of this cycle I, I found uh, found something that said uh, there are five great cycles of of five thousand one hundred twenty five years. This one, this one I'm throwing out there because I, I found it in one place. I thought it was interesting, but I couldn't find much else to back it up. But uh, let's, let's, let's jump in. There are... <laughs> they, they name each of these these cycles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know... I, I'm, I'm going to pronounce these
0: wrong, I know. Well, all of our mind listeners can call and, and write us in and tell us how dumb we are. The first cycle was called Yunyaw or Junjaw.
1: And it was, uh, co- it corresponded to fire. Okay. The element fire and uh, the feminine energy. Uh, the second cycle was cabajal or cabajal. Uh, and it corresponded to the element earth and masculine energy. The third was oxibajal. <laughs> oxibajal. Okay. Uh, and that's air and feminine and uh, the current one that, that we are in that's coming to an end is Kajibajaw, or Kajibayaw, uh, which is, <laughs> corresponds to water and the masculine. And Mr. T.
0: <laughs> and a talking sharks named Jaw. I'm going to bust you with your Kajibajaw. <laughs> I ain't got time for no more Kajibajaw.
1: <laughs> Fool. Uh, the, the next one that we are supposedly entering into is called Jaw or Yobbyaw.
0: And that is devoted to a shark that <laughs> solves crimes with the Neptunes,
1: uh, and its element is ether, and its duality of masculine and feminine, and uh, also it's uh, the cycle of peace, harmony, and understanding.
0: That would be awesome. I'd like that to happen.
1: That'd be great.
0: See, now here's a fun thing. I, I read a really good, a really good article about this. So the, the Mayan 2012 apocalypse. Mayan 2012. Everyone talks about it. It's a very popular subject. There was movies and uh-huh. TV shows and crappy news articles. It has become such a thing that NASA actually has a phone line you can call into to get information about the end of the world. NASA had to set this up, and it, which seems hilarious and silly because it kind of is. Um, but the point of the article is they were interviewing the people who manned this. And they said, well, you know, we you know, we, we understand that the reason people are asking us about it, you know, the, the reason why it's a news story is because they think it's kind of funny that we have to do this. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand that we are, we're, they're actually dealing with genuinely terrified people mm. who think that, that, that the world is going to end on, on December 21st. Like yeah. they're, like it, they, some of the examples they have, there were some teenagers who were going to kill themselves because they didn't want to be around for the end of the world. There was a mom who was contemplating suffocating her kids. I mean, these these are terrifying consequences yeah. of a, a for lack of a, a silly thing. Um, you know, just a, a pop culture thing that we just kinda of blew out of proportion for no reason, and people willingly that's the thing that is frustrating about this of all the things that are discussed about the the Mayan calendar and everything, there is a willing ignorance. Yeah. Anyone? Oh, I've researched it, and they say that the Mayan calendar runs out on December twenty-first. Well, if you researched it, then you know that the next age starts on December twenty-second.
1: Right. My calendar runs out right on December thirty-first. Right.
0: Exactly. Oh. But yeah, and that's and it, it because it builds sensationalism. It sells books. It sells. Sure. I can't say how many websites I went to uh, looking for you know experts on the field, the Mayan apocalypse, and there is no data on their web page whatsoever but the entire web page is a list of dates and places where you can see him come give a lecture about the impending apocalypse and it's so affordable mm-hmm. uh, you know it's buy, it's despicable book. you know like these people you know and you 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 will get people genuinely scared with that with that kind of jibba jabba not till the next epic brother yeah Let's hope that there is a
1: peace, harmony, and understanding in this, in this next one. Yeah,
0: and we can finally mix our masculine and feminines. Sounds pretty sexy to me. Not if we become asexual, though. Hmm. No, we become pansexual. Ooh, Alistair Crowley again. Yeah. Bringing it all back to Big Al.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, some of the theories that, uh, that coincide with this Mayan 2012 mm-hmm. prophecy. Uh, there's going to be... Here, here. Here's the first one. There's going to be a galactic alignment. Right. Now, the sun moves through one zo- zodiacal uh, constellation, or zodiacal, which one is it? Bullshit. That's how that's pronounced. Uh, <laughs> constellation every uh, 2,160 years, and every uh, 25,800 years, the sun completes a whole backward rotation Uh, through the whole zodiac, right? The moonwalk. Yeah, exactly. Uh, The sun is just now moving into Aquarius for the March equinox. Would you say that
0: it's the dawning then? Yeah. Of what age? Age of Aquarius! Age of Aquarius! We are good singers.
1: The December solstice puts it in Sagittarius on December... What twenty first?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'll oh. say this: If you what do you, were, what do you
1: know, December twenty first?
0: Turns out that Sagittarius is the sexiest of the signs. <laughs> mm, Merry Christmas, baby. I don't even know what I'm saying. You know what Sagittarius rhymes with? Stegosaurus.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the sexiest of the dinosaurs, baby. Hmm.
1: Uh, so they're, they're saying that the sun will align with the galactic equator then. there's a, I've even seen things where it's like all the planets will, will align for the first time in a thousand years. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: I, I we have some precedence for this. Because... Okay. It's happened before? The sun has aligned with the galactic equator before. And it just happens to be last winter at the winter solstice right. and the winter before that at the winter solstice and the winter before that. Actually, every single winter, the sun has aligned itself with the galactic center. And so far, the machine just kept on running. Yep. Once uh, again, the willful ignoring of very simple facts in order to create an interesting t-
1: narrative. discussion. Yeah. The yeah. uh, theory suggests that the Maya based their calendar on observations of the Great Rift or the Dark Rift, which is uh, basically the the dark cloud in the center of the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. And uh, some theories say this alignment is going to bring a profound spiritual transformation or uh, transition for us as a species.
0: I hope so. That'd be great. Great. Bring uh, it on. I'm tired of being all worldly. <laughs> all I think about is eating and looking at naked people. You ever heard of uh, Time Wave Zero? Uh, I used to listen to them, the British New Wave, early 80s. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen,
1: time wife
0: beep boop, beep ba boop. <laughs>
1: I'm making um, a band. This is, uh, this one's hard to explain. So, uh, um, jump in, jump in the minecart here with me, real quick. <laughs> Wee! Uh, Terrence McKenna, ethnobotanist, psychonaut, uh-huh. and future podcast person of uh-huh. interest, uh, graft dates. Based on his interpretation of the I Ching, the Chinese uh, divination system, Uh, the I Ching had 64 hexagrams, which he likened to the 64 DNA codons uh, in human DNA, and then he thought that it was a mathematically coded form of a time wave system uh, that is happening in the universe, and that the universe would reach a singularity of infinite complexity in 2012, at which point... Everything conceivable happens in one instant.
0: So it was a time crash. It's a. It's a. It sounds like it. Uh, now, okay.
1: originally, it happened. He had it in November of 2012. Uh, but then, when he learned about this this Mayan tw- December 21st thing, he revised it to be December 21st, 2012. Oh, just in time for Christmas. So that's time wave zero. That's that's interesting. This goes along sort of with with the galactic alignment, but. Uh, December 21st is going to be when the Earth transforms into the fourth dimension. (gasps) Raises its vibration, and uh, everybody
0: ascends if if they're ready and alkalized. Oh, man, I'm flying home for Christmas on the 21st. I hope it doesn't happen while I'm in an airplane and everyone just gets vibratorized, and I was just in an airplane, and I missed the whole damn shebang. Like the Langoliers. Langoliers. (laughs) Uh, You know, there's that one, too. (laughs) There are just so many of them. Why don't we just say, the world is not going to end until you die. Hmm. At the rate at which you consume saturated fats, sooner than later. Mm -hmm. If you like smoking, you can bring about your own one-man Armageddon as fast as you like. Especially with these new Chesterfields. (laughs) Especially with delicious Chesterfields. (laughs)
1: now made from guatemalan tobacco <laughs> the last flavor you'll ever need chesterfield let's uh, let's go into some of the the doomsday uh theories of it. now now Aren't the they ones, all well the ones i went through they're they're kind of um, like tr- spiritual transformation and, and okay all that kind what of about stuff the ones it's that just like, suck. Yeah, that's nice that's cool solar flare oh yeah huge uh coronal mass ejection hits Hits the Earth. Now, if it doesn't fry the Earth uh, on its own, it uh,
0: knocks out all the satellites. Uh, yeah. Puts us back in the old Stone Age. Now, there is precedent for this. We've had huge solar flares. There was one in 1859 Yep, yeah. um, that managed to actually knock out what tiny little amount of nascent power infrastructure we had. Yep, yeah, the telegraph lines. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we These things happened before. I mean, the Earth has weathered these things, and they are predicted to... Kick up in 2013 and just, but we've never been more dependent yeah. on electronics than we are now uh, for everything. Right. So that is actually like a, a problem. Yeah, we've created for ourselves. So our podcast will be switching to a newsletter written on animal skin. <laughs> and um, uh, the rumors and uh, unsupported stories we'll be discussing are rumors of clean water and food availability. <laughs> Look forward to that.
1: There's a mystical fountain that has (laughs) clean water somewhere. Well, surely it gives you some diarrhea, right? (laughs) No, no. No, no. no. (laughs) (laughs) The geomagnetic reversal of Mm -hmm. the
0: poles. Not to be confused with a, a physical pole shift. Or confused with complete protonic reversal if you cross the streams. <laughs> the
1: geomagnetic reversal is a periodic reversal of Earth's magnetic field. This happens and has happened and will happen because of the axis and the wobble and the tilt and all that stuff. And the jim jam. And the j- the jabberjaw. Um, jaw Damn you, jabberjaw. The uh, the Earth's um, magnetosphere is wonky it, it yeah it it, it switches uh, yeah. north north pole south pole sometimes
0: and then that that has happened again historically that that is a proven fact that it's happened before But yeah, there's a lot of debate as to the rate at which that happens sure but i again I, I can't can't quite call that an apocalypse the yeah. a pain
1: in the ass at, at worst the actual physical pole shift which some people confuse us with is a literal flipping of the earth upside down.
0: Whoa! Now
1: that, that would be a pain in the ass. Would it, though? We still live in a temperate zone. Uh, you, well, with the, uh, uh, force of of the flip, because it's all supposed to happen in, like, three minutes, then you get huge earthquakes, tidal waves, tsunamis, you name it. Uh, all, it's, it's like stopping a car without the
0: seatbelt. That sounds ridiculous. I'm going to so, go ahead and say that. And, and if I'm wrong, I'll apologize in the next life. <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's, a,
1: there's a theory that uh, a huge black hole will swallow us up. This includes the, the supermassive black hole at the middle of the Milky Way galaxy. Problem is, uh, black holes don't suck things in. Right. They're just huge mass. It's, it's almost like uh, uh, how we are with the sun, Right, it doesn't. We, we're we're going to continue. We're not going to get sucked in. It doesn't come get you. Yeah, yeah. You can fall in it, but <laughs> next on the list, we have mentioned this before: mm-hmm. uh, a super
0: volcano or caldera. Yeah. Refer back to uh, episode one of this this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. The, the, first the first half part. of this thing, I think we nailed that, and it is that one I kind of enjoy because it's real. Yeah. And uh, pretty scary. Oh, also the supervolcano will create an emotional disharmonic beam wave that will unify all souls. Yeah. That's science. Can't argue it. We mentioned this too. Just the, your classic asteroid. Yep. <whistles> Millions of voices crying out in terror and then suddenly silenced. Great disturbance.
1: Here's a fun one. Planet X or Nibiru. Oh, Yeah.
0: Uh, the nemesis world.
1: Yeah, this is the 10th planet in our solar system that's on a very wonky orbit that initially uh, has, it, it passes uh, by here once every, what, th- 3,600 years? And um, the first, uh, or, or one of the times that it's passed by actually hit the Earth uh, when, the, when the Earth was forming and knocked off the moon. Mm-hmm. That's That's one thought. Uh, this this comes from uh, Sumerian um, mythology or uh, uh, archaeology that that z- uh, a fellow by the name of Zachariah Sitchin, who's another probably uh, person that we should cover, studied and and looked over in their uh, their cuneiform and stuff uh, and, and decided hey there there could be a, a Planet X. I don't know that he actually ever got behind this as yeah. as an actual thing, but
0: the the whole Planet X thing. Um... That that is shaky at best.
1: Yeah, this is where the Anunnaki live. Yeah, they come from. So so that one, if it were imminent to coming into our orbit,
0: I think we'd see it by now. Right. Well, they were saying what was it, if if that existed, it would be at this point bright enough to see in daylight. Yeah, it would be the brightest. It's Like three thing. times
1: the size of Earth or something. Yeah,
0: it would be sun, moon, then this thing as far as bright objects in the sky.
1: Next thing on the list. Energy from the galactic center is causing global warming on every planet.
0: Okay, moving on. All right, uh, I don't, I, that that gets nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so you you
1: may be asking yourself, uh, do the Mayans actually believe this? Uh, no, they don't. Here's here's the thing: Mayan they they had no true doomsday prophecies. They yeah. None of their stuff, like, like Stecco mentioned, they they didn't have anything that said, this is
0: the end of the world. And irony of ironies, they actually had a doomsday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's called the Spanish Conquest in yeah. 1519.
0: They did not see it coming.
1: <laughs> now, currently, uh, the Mayan belief is that humanity does need to take responsibility because uh, uh, we're on a path of destruction. We need to get more in touch with our spirituality. Mm-hmm. They're worried more about... Humans being dominated by technology, uh, and not owing to you know Mother
0: Earth, sweet, delicious singularity, bring it
1: on! Yeah, yeah, and they had dates after December twenty first on on some of their calendars.
0: Yeah, they it's it's okay, people. It's, don't don't do anything stupid. I mean, for the most
1: part, yeah, it's a way to to fill some folks' wallets and yep. and, and get them set in the world of the Illuminati right now, but um, yeah. Chances are there's going to be a lot of people laughing on December 22nd.
0: Yep. I'm going to and, be laughing. And, you're, cause and I you, you dear listener, will
1: be fine. Just
0: don't get drunk and get in a car wreck. Yeah, don't do that. Don't drink and drive. Yeah, that's always enough. good advice. You make your own apocalypse. And a, very, a very mundane one at that. You can do better than that. Come on, people. You look better, too. Yeah. Come on. So there you go. There you go. That's. I stuff. think we've given you a new lease on life. I think we've set you free of the shackles of your doomed existence. And now, today is the first day of the rest of your life. You're uh,
1: welcome. You're welcome. De nada. So, if, if you have survived these two episodes,
0: then you get a, you get a certificate. Yeah, you get a certificate. Uh, also, just so you know, we had one singular claimant. The only one person now will ever have the complete collection of certificates. You fools. So full points to Annie. One of our groupies. Yep. She did it. She wins. Uh that is no longer available at an old collector's item. Ebay it, Annie. Make a mint. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a year or two. Yeah, um, and let that mature. It's an investment. It's like a bond. <laughs> uh
1: so if if you have survived both these episodes and be mm-hmm. honest. Uh the <laughs> Yeah, don't the code uh or the the there's only password. one there's
0: only one password for this one eschatology yeah that's it eschatology e s c h a t o l o g y if you spell it wrong you'll still get a certificate <laughs> did i spell it right
1: so yeah congratulations yeah. Uh, uh just send
0: it send it on in to us here and, and you, um, you know what you are gonna have christmas parties and and things to discuss this at and you are going to drop you were gonna crack eggs of knowledge over all of your friends' heads. Yep, and they're gonna be like, "Wow, you really know this!" Shit. And you're like, "I've got some pretty smart friends." Wink. And uh, and then why don't why don't
1: you tell them about our podcast? Because mm-hmm. we need more listeners. Yeah, that's a you, that's perfect. You segue. like it? You're having fun. Perfect segue. Yeah, replace that wink with you know what? Here they. <laughs>
0: And wink that, denied. No, that wink is actually a, a, a little asterisk. And then at the end of the conversation, go, oh, by the way, that wink actually indifers. That the, they just, they just, <laughs> just give them, like the whole rundown in a weird, subdued voice.
1: And they'll be like, thanks so much for this knowledge omelet that you've given us.
0: Knowledge omelet. nom mom nom, nom. <laughs> Okay.
1: Uh, that leads us into some puns.
0: Oh, yeah. Get, let's go. Who, who wants to start? I've got one. Just one. Okay. It is the song that ends the earth, the Bach tune. <laughs> <laughs> what a haunting melody! Uh, that, or it's a Full uh, of the Bach tunes are a four man um, <laughs> barbershop quartet. Uh, that's <laughs> great. The... That, are, that bring in the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: meteor in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Falling on you and I. Um, I have a clock shop called Tick Tockalypse. Oh, that's good. I stole it out of your mouth, didn't I?
0: No, but that, <laughs> I like that one a lot. I like that one a lot. I don't have it anymore. I, I I really used my really good ones for the the first half of this thing. So.
1: Oh no! Come on, you you get, you can squeeze one more out of all the shit that That's do. true.
0: There was so much here. Okay, all right. Um, okay, there's uh, it's a cartoon. Okay, the cartoon about um, a young planet who just wants to race through the solar system, but every now and then his brother Planet X comes by and he whizzes by him so fast that he hurts him. Please, Planet X, do not hurt me. Last time you gave me a moon and while I have grown to love the moon and it has become my friend, sometimes I don't want another moon because I have all these people living on me. Please don't kill me, Planet X. Oh, oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> Be yeah. be yeah. be split. there you go that that's what happens when you back me into a corner Planet X.
1: all right
0: all right let's see. Yeah. let's see what i've created here
1: all right i've got a brand of contraception products called kukul condoms
0: oh man to stop the to keep you from ruining your world
1: yep Use them for your kukul concubines.
0: Oh, my God. You doubled down. You doubled down. You have just taken me out to the woodshed and beat me with puns this week. <laughs> now the spermicidal quetzal coating. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is a new high score. Sorry, you guys. That uh, is the new high score. You tripled up on a pun. By the way,
1: I uh, should have mentioned this, but kukul is the same thing uh, for all intents and purposes, as Quetzalcoatl from the, the Aztecs. Oh. Or uh, 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 Gucumats from... Gucumats. Other uh, Mayan culture.
0: <laughs> they had it split up. Is that a, your condom? No, it's Mayan. <laughs> Coattails! <laughs> I'm riding them!
1: <laughs> your place or Mayan. Oh, that's
0: even better! <laughs> F*** you, kicked <kiss> me again!
1: <laughs> really well played, David Flora. Oh... All right. I just need you to sign this receipt
0: in Inca. No, nope. too far. Too far. You got greedy. You got greedy and you went too far.
1: I dug too deep. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so uh, send us your puns.
0: Yeah. You don't have much time left. Yeah, and you can beat those puns. You can, we're, beat you can beat them with a stick. Yeah, we're real impressed with ourselves, but that doesn't mean we hold you to to, to our low, low standards. <laughs> <laughs> I expect you to kick our asses with awesome puns. That's true.
1: Uh, check us out on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like us there, please. Yeah. Help us get to, I don't know. You know what? Let's lowball it. 45. 45 let's, likes. Let's get to 45 likes.
0: I mean, it's it's cool to be like in this tiny little exclusive cabal, but wouldn't it be awesome if we could upgrade our cabal to a junta? Oh. Like the virus. Yeah. And, um, and then from there, maybe, you know, a year down the road. A
1: cavalcade.
0: A cavalcade. Uh, a movement. Oh, geez. Part of the counterculture.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Facebook. Uh, we're also on, as you know,
0: iTunes. Yep. You
1: may or may not know. Rate us on there if you'd like.
0: Write Please. a review. Write
1: a review. That'd be awesome.
0: I, I, I hear I love podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Uh, and I always hear people like, oh, yeah, write us a review, unless, unless you don't like it. You know, at this point, if this just infuriated you, if you think my voice makes me sound fat, I want to hear it.
1: Yeah. yeah, just write something. <laughs> <laughs> if, we, if we have um, inadvertently uh, offended you with mm-hmm. our uh, skimming through your religion mm-hmm. uh, and, and the end of the world beliefs of of your said religion.
0: If we have uh, at all upset you about your religious views... Stick around till next week, <laughs> where we'll be discussing Christmas. Oh, now
1: um, we're also on the, on the Twitters. Yes, uh, we are on the Twitters. I know, I know Twitter's not a not a very popular thing. No, nope, no, nope. flash
0: in the pan. It's never going to work out. But uh,
1: blurry underscore photos is what our handle is. So, uh, so you can get on there. And, and mm-hmm. Oh, and and you know what? When you send us a pun, or or if you want to write us a story, or or feedback, or anything on the contact sheet on the photos.org don't don't be scared of, of putting your email address in there that's just to, to weed out you know any any potential uh, loose cannon trolls that are that are out there if if you want to troll and put your you know put a put a fake one in there then that's fine you have to do a little bit of work for that but yeah you got to earn it but you if jackass if you're afraid of us like spamming you or something don't be because we're not going to do anything
0: with that email address we literally have nothing to sell <laughs> For, and no one who wants our help in selling the, whatever they have. That's right.
1: So, unless you specifically asked us to reply to you, uh, don't worry about putting that email address in there. So, hopefully, that opens up the door some to. Yeah, to I some think that's feedback. what it was.
0: I think that's what was stopping the deluge of, of feedback uh, no, email hurdle.
1: Tell, tell your friends about us. Yeah. Get us, get us up to a cattle
0: page. Here. Or even, you know, just the person that you get your dry cleaning from. Sure.
1: But I think that's, uh, that'll do it for yeah, this uh, that was, that pod was,
0: eclipse episode. That was rich and, and amazing. Yeah. And we learned a lot about the world around us and about ourselves. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so for, uh, for this episode, Blurry Photos, and hopefully in the future, mm-hmm. if you make it past the next few days.
0: I am the indomitable... David Stecco. Oh, I'm saying it really low, slowly so that you have tons of time to think of a great adjective. David Flora. And I'm
1: the demonstrative <laughs> David
0: Flora. <laughs> yeah! See, everyone gets to play the adjective game.
1: Now that I know the rules. Yep. Bye!